So week one is uh, invest, like, why start now? And then choosing your niche and strategy. Two slash month two is identifying your target market. And I, I, I spend a little bit of time talking about what's the CRM, the client resource management software. How are you staying in touch with your motivated sellers? Okay, very important. Systems. Week three is how to find deals and how to fund them. So, you know, we'll usually get Bar, or not Barbie. Who, who are the ones from Good Stewart Lending? Wendy and Mark Ross. Uh, yep. yep. Okay. So I'll usually get them to talk about how to finance creatively. Week four is analyze deals on buy and hold. Week five is analyze deals on fix and flip. Six is all about the purchase contract and the inspection period. And that's what we're going to be talking about in May. And then month seven is that investor panel. You're listening to the Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Oh, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Azria Show. We are amazed and excited to have a local subgroup member or subgroup leader with us on today. His name is Patrick Allen. And for all of you that are in the southern part of the state, yes, Casa Grande in Tucson, those surrounding areas down there. Hey, this is the episode that you really want to listen to. This is the episode I really want you to focus in on because we have Patrick Allen, the beginner subgroup leader that's based out of Tucson. So if you're in the Tucson area, if you're a U of A student and you're looking to get started in real estate, you know, if you're, you know, a Tucson resident and you're looking to get started in real estate, then you need to make sure you're at the beginner subgroup. Uh, meeting with Patrick Allen. So Patrick, just to give you a quick little little background about it is Patrick did a house hack. He house hacked his way to his first rental. So for you guys that say, hey, I don't have the money to do it, take it from Patrick. This is a great way to get started. And then Patrick is also a real estate agent. So if you have questions about real estate, if you're looking to purchase or looking to sell, you definitely want to reach out to Patrick. So Patrick, man, welcome to the show. How are you? Marcus, good to hear from you, man. Mike, good to see you guys. Hello. Uh, hello. Beautiful time to live in Arizona, huh? Yes, yes, yes. It is. yes. Things are flying off the shelf. You can ask Mike Del Preet. He's selling everything. He's buying everything. But today, we are focusing on the southern part of the state. So, Patrick, give us a little bit of background about yourself. I know I, I know, I spoke briefly about it, but no one can give their background and give it justice like you can. So, tell us a little bit about Patrick Allen. Yeah, well, so like Marcus pointed out, I live down here in Tucson, moved out here in 2013, I would say that my real estate investor journey began in September of 2012 when I first read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. So I'm, I'm one of those guys. So that's where Great. my gotcha. so It's a good guy. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time, but within 12 months of reading that book, I was going to relocate from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, which is where my folks still live, into Tucson to become a cycling and triathlon coach of all things. So wow. did that for a few years. So real estate was kind of a side hustle for me for a little bit and made the jump to full-time about three years ago. And here we are. Okay. Uh, so go ahead, Mike. 
So, so you're a, a cyclist yourself? I am a cyclist, totally out of shape right now. Took about three years <laughs> off of the bike to, to get the agent business built up. But um, yeah, cycling, triathlon, moved here to be a coach. Um, just now starting to get back into it. And then maybe racing next fall and, and winter. We'll see what kind of fitness I can build. So is that coaching? So did that inspire you to lead you into real estate coaching? I wouldn't say that it actually, there were pretty different lanes for me. So okay. uh, at the time, so going back to the house hack and getting started, I never really had any intention of going and mm-hmm. becoming a full-time agent or being in the industry. I just had heard of bigger pockets. I had, you know, was reading and podcasting and listening. I knew I wanted to do my own investing, but I knew I needed an agent. So found a real estate agent, used my FHA loan bought a three bed, two bath house, stuck a roommate or two in it. Wouldn't say that it cash flows, but you know, I got in for actually, it was a 0% down. I had down payment assistance. I got a check written to me at closing. Um, Where'd you get that? What gave you the idea to house hack? Bigger pockets. Yeah. I was pretty well versed in that. And just Mm -hmm. to review house hacking, as I like to think of it, is that basically just any combination of some sort of investor purchase with that low down payment owner occupant financing. So it can be multifamily, it can be a live-in flip, or it can just be something that you that you buy and live in for a year and move out and hold on to it. And that's I did cash flow a little bit with the one roommate, but that's kind of how it went for me. Okay. I'm definitely starting to see a lot of live-in house hacking where yeah. they buy the house one year and then turn around and sell it the next year because of you know, the fast appreciation. I, I actually, my son's coach is doing that. So they then bought four houses in the past four years. And he's like, man, every time I do it, I walk away with about a hundred, 125 grand. So mm-hmm. I said, Hmm, interesting. Okay. House hack. Yep. yep. Funny enough. Well, yeah, but let's, let's keep the, the thought out there though. Right. Always have a plan B, right. Cause one yep. day, this, this appreciation might not be here. It's, it's I like to look at it as icing on the cake, right? So if you are going to be being aggressive and house hacking and selling them in a year, just be prepared. If it doesn't sell, make sure you got the cat, you know, can rent it out and cover your mortgage. So, yeah. right. Yeah. Just, just, just trying to throw that out there. <laughs> so let me ask you, Patrick, you said that uh, real estate was basically a side hustle. What were you doing as a side hustle? And then why did you transition to full time? So, like I said, I moved here for cycling and triathlon coaching. Now, for those of you who live in Arizona, you know that we don't really get a whole lot of tourists in the middle of the summer. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of seasonality to it. Um, so I had some free time. My first summer, you know, once I was able to get pre-qualified, I spent that first summer just baselining what kind of house do I want to buy? What can I afford? And then that next summer rolled around and I started sending direct mail just to, it was something to do. I knew Part of the reason I got licensed as an agent to begin with was I knew I would never learn anything if I wasn't involved in it all day, every day. So, I mean, even if I never made anything as a side hustle, I would obviously make something. I could do my own deals. But I mean, just getting licensed as an agent now, you can let yourself into any property that's on the market. You can run your own comps whenever you want to run them. And, you know, you learn all the contracts and stuff if you have any desire to learn that. So it's not for everybody, but like I said, I didn't mean to make it a full-time gig. It was just, just something, something to further the education. Yep. So, so you said that you, you started with direct mail, kind of tell us for those who don't know what direct mail is and what were you actually looking to gain from direct mail? So broadly speaking, direct mail is one of the uh, most straightforward ways to get started investing if you don't have a lot of 
capital. So really all it costs is stationery and stamps. You can go to, or the way that I approached it was I went to a local title company and said, you know, I'm interested in, 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 in one day living in these areas. So could you send me a list of anybody with, you know, it could be a certain equity position. You know, they have to have at least 50% equity and list source is another good way to get this information. Yep. But you get a list of a whole bunch of addresses, you send them one letter and then six weeks later, you send them another letter and again and again and again. And I actually think it may, might've been a pre-foreclosure list too that I was mailing to. And okay. he made it to that, that's a great point. You see, he said you went to the title company. So a lot of title companies have a marketing department where they, as investors, they'd like you to bring your deals to them. So they offer, you know, free lead lists, maybe comping software. So always check out your, your local title company and see if they, what they have for investors. Yeah. And, and they can't make money without you closing deals. So, I mean, part of the community. It's true. Okay. So, so you started out with the direct mail. Did you get any deals from that? I wouldn't say I got any deals from that. I didn't do it for long enough within, you know, so, so the original motivation, I guess you could say, was I had found a mentor in not so much my real estate agent, but like his boss. Okay. And then, you know, if you were to go on bigger pockets or ask the community and say, hey, I found a mentor, what can I do to get them to teach me, build value for them any way that you can think to. So this guy's got a real estate team. He's seen me coming in and out of the office, sending all these direct mail letters. And finally, after two to three months, he's like, okay, now you can actually sit down and we'll talk. And the best way I thought to build value for him was getting my license and, and joining his sales team. Now we can have a conversation about how effective a part-time real estate professional is. But that was, uh, that, was, that was one step and then the next one to getting into my licensure. So that was very key. What you said, Patrick, is, you know, you have a lot of people that always say, well, I don't know what to do. I want to be a real estate investor. I'm looking for a mentor, but they're always looking at what they can get out of it versus the value that they can add. So guys, listening up, one of the key things that Patrick did was he said, how can I be of service to someone else? And that's the main approach that you get that you have to have when being a real estate investor, when being an agent, when being a carpenter, when being a banker, when being whatever is, how can I provide service to you? And the people that get paid the most provide the best service. So keep that in mind. When you're going out there, you're looking for someone to connect with, collaborate with, always have the approach of what can I do to enhance this person's life? You know, it may be like you said, Patrick, hey, I'm, I'm going to be a part time, you know, agent and help them source deals or help them walk properties, whatever it is, something that you can provide value for them. 100%. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's, it's a very easy mistake to make, you know, looking for a mentor, but I got five hours a week, I got three hours a week and my time is valuable too. So, you know, I don't necessarily want to put myself out there, but it's just, it's just the wrong approach. <laughs> Yeah, and, it, you know, a lot of people might think, oh, this person's successful. They don't need anything, right? You know, we all have problems. Every single one of us has a problem. You know, I've had people with like tech backgrounds, for like social media, video, like barter, right? So like you might have a skill that you can bring to this person's if they have that type of problem. So you got to ask, right? Yep. I was, I was listening to, and it's, it fits into what we're talking about. I was listening to a book. It was actually 50 cents book. And he was talking about his photographer, how his photographer 
came into his sphere of influence. Photographer lived overseas. I can't remember somewhere in France or whatever. And he really wanted to be engrossed into the hip hop community. And he would email, he would text and everything like that. No response. He came over to the States, went to the G unit offices and was like, Hey, is there any job openings? Naturally. Yeah. Submit your application. We'll get back to you. He didn't hear anything. So what he did was he went back home because he had a tech background. He looked at the website and he was like, wow, you know what? I can do something to help this website, you know, bolster this website, make it better. He did that. He said, you know what? I don't want anything. I just want to show you guys something that I did. He created a demo website for G unit or whatever, whatever. And uh, from there, it was like, okay, well, come in, let's sit down and let's talk because he provided a service where they had a need. And from there, there on, he became 50 cents social media person, photographer, traveled the world with him and everything like that. So guys, just keep that in mind. Didn't mean to go off, you know, to New York and to France on that conversation, but just remember, just provide that service. So with that being said, that's a great segue. So Patrick, you are providing service to the residents of Tucson. How are you doing this? So my main, you know, nine to five, nine to nine, every day a week uh, gig is I'm a real estate agent. So I work with buyers, including and especially new investor buyers. So that's really my niche. That's what I drill down on. And it just goes back to my background as when I bought my first property, I didn't want to be an agent. I knew I needed a good one. I, ideally, I would find someone who found it as interesting as I did. And so I'm just trying to be, I mean, I heard a quote not too long ago was you teach what you needed the most. So mm, yeah, I'm trying to help newbies find their way. Well, it's important because, you know, just like we mentioned the, the Rich Dad Poor Dad and stuff, like, you know, along that philosophy, it's like always hire someone that invests in real estate. So if you want a CPA or whatever it is, an agent, work with people that actually do the business and experience the business. So I think that's a huge point. There's a lot of real estate agents that will be out there and say, yeah, I could help you find something. And I'm sure they can, but you want someone that's going to look at the deal like you would look at the deal and know the ins and outs. So I think it's very important. And I like that approach. Yeah, so so you work with investor, newer investors in the Tucson market. In the Tucson market, what are they primarily looking for right now? So when we're talking about investor clients, you can basically split them up into three categories. You have your house hackers that are moving into the property. Some of them are relocating in. Maybe it's a work from home situation, or maybe they're just moving to Tucson organically. You got your out-of-state investors. So I've closed a number of deals for people that have never been to Tucson. I've never seen the property. It was all done virtually. And then you got your, you know, for lack of a better term, your value add people, your rehabbers, your wholesalers, your cash buyers. Not a lot of inventory out there for right there. I would, I know that that's one of the things that I really want to take on. I want to do my first like, you know, true value add rehab this year. I want to represent more people and deepen my own, you know, bench as far as handyman and contractors and things like that. But there's just not enough deals to go around. So it's a pretty small piece of my business right now. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. So if someone was just moving into the market, let's just say someone moved from out of state, California, Texas, New Mexico, or whatever, and they want to they want to invest in the Tucson market. Where should they go to get connected with you so they can learn more about the market 
and how they can find deals, source deals, or work directly with you in order to get their investing career started? Well, one of the most important parts of my business is being easy to find. So you look me up on uh, an azaria.org slash calendar. You can find my information on Bigger Pockets. But, but more to the question, I'm a big fan of what Bigger Pockets calls baselining. And, and what I mean by that is baselining is the process of learning the market. You know, you take the, the first thing I'm going to do after our first phone call is say, here's pretty much here's every multifamily property for sale, all 21 of them. You know, and that is on the MLS, a bank financeable, not 60 days on the market. Here's everything. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to say, you know what? I want at least three units. I want at least two bedrooms per unit. I want it to be less than $350,000. I don't want it to be in these two areas. So we take the general, we tighten it up. We find your target market, your target demographic based on your you know, how much can you get pre-qualified for? What kind of tenant class are you recruiting if it's A class versus C class? And then we need to figure out what is your area. Once you establish your area, now you have the capacity to know what are values in my area, what are rents in my area. And so whenever something does pop up, you're, you've already done that homework and you're able to make that quick decision. You're not calling me to saying, is this a good area? What do the school districts look like? What do crime stats look like? That's all stuff you can be doing on the front end. Okay. Okay. Great. So, so education, once again. It's, it's knowing who you are as an investor, right? That helps the whole process, mm-hmm. you know, from finding deals, people sending you deals, clear, having that focus. And it also helps you avoid the shiny, shiny object syndrome as well. Yeah. And, and, bigger, and yeah, and, and Brandon and David from the Bigger Pockets podcast, I like to harp on this. And I really like the way that David phrases it is that with the number of people that any real estate professional talks to just on a day in and day out basis, if you come to me with generals, hey, I don't know, I haven't figured out my financing. I don't know what I'm buying for. Just find me a great deal and send it to me. There's just no way I'm going to remember you and yeah. think of you yeah. whenever a good deal pops up. But if you're able to give me that punch list, then, okay, you know, this is exactly what Mike has been looking for. I'm going to send it to him first. Do you, do you help the new investor create that investor identity as well? So that's moving back to the subgroup. So the way that I formulate my subgroup, which is very atypical for Azria, by the way, the way that I do it is kind of on a, on a continuous cycle. So we start with the 101. And first it's, uh, what am I buying and why? And does it even make sense for me to get started investing right now? We spend an hour at the very beginning, you know, saying, hey, you know, should I actually wait 12 months or should I actually try to get in the market now? And then we work our way through uh, what's basically the deal funnel. You know, how do you find leads? How are you financing the deal? How do you analyze deals? Well, before that, how do you talk to motivated sellers to get to the analysis? What does the inspection period look like? And then we wrap up with like a local Tucson you know, sub panel, I have made, you know, some level of fortune investing in Tucson with the RIA for the last 15 years. So I, I like roping in a couple of people towards the end there and then seven mm-hmm. months just repeat the cycle. Okay. So that's good. So you, so you have a clear cut rubric pretty much for week one, we go through this week two, we go through this week three, so on and so forth. So guys, if you're out there, you're in a Tucson market and you're looking to learn about real estate investing, why not go through the School of Investing with Patrick and the subgroup down there in Tucson? You know, that's that's a great place for you to get started. Patrick, when do your group meet? 
So we meet on the first Monday of every month. We are doing kind of a hybrid approach. We've been in for most of coronavirus where we'll have an in-person section. So if you wanted to, if you're in Tucson and you wanted to come see me face to face, we got maybe 12 or 15 person seating capacity in that room before we need to get a, bit, get a bigger one. And there's also a Zoom portion that you can just tune into from 6 to 8 p.m. first Monday of every month. Okay. So before we dive more into your subgroup, let's take a brief moment hear a word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll talk with Patrick more about his subgroup. This episode of the Azria Show is brought to you by Azria Business Associate, Zona Law Group. Zona Law Group handles numerous real estate matters with a focus on landlord-tenant law in Arizona. For more information, visit their site at zona.law. Okay, guys, welcome back. We are discussing with Patrick Allen in Tucson about his subgroup about learning to become a real estate investor in that market. So if you're interested, you live in the Phoenix market or you want to invest in, in, I'm sorry, if you want to invest in the Tucson market, you got to connect with Patrick and the Azria subgroup down in Tucson. So Patrick, before we stepped away, you were talking about where they can find you. When is the subgroup? kind of go over once again the week curriculum that you have. So I know you said week one is identifying that investor identity. What are we looking for during that time? For specifically, well, before I jump into that question, I guess, um, just to give you an idea of of where this all came from, to take a step back, the reason why I started the group, this is this is a great story, by the way, Azria for a couple of years. And at one point, you know, I knew that Phoenix had a couple of subgroups. So I walked up to Alan Langston, the, the president, and said, hey, why doesn't anybody run a new investor subgroup in Tucson? And he said, because nobody's volunteered to do it. So I said, oh. <laughs> and Simple, then, right? that's, it. that's all you got to do. <laughs> Uh, well, and, and guess what you did? You did what we already talked about. You found a void in the marketplace and you provided a need. You you solved Alan's need. Hey, there's no subgroup in Tucson. Hey, Alan, I'll step up. I'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was grappling with what in the world I'm going to talk about every month for the rest of my life, I came back to one of the, this is another bigger pockets thing you can tell I'm a fan. So the the executive vice president, Brandon Turner, the guy who's been the host of the bigger pockets podcast, this is the thing that he has said over and over again throughout the years. This is the one thing I wish somebody would have sat me down and explained to me when I was a brand new investor. And he calls it the deal funnel. At the top, you got your raw leads. So these are a number of addresses and or phone numbers in a, in a zip code in an area. A certain percentage of them are going to be motivated sellers who are ready and willing to meet your terms and they have the kind of property you're looking for. A certain percentage of those motivated sellers are people that you're actually going to analyze deals on because 9 out of 10, 19 out of 20 deals that are out there aren't going to pencil for your particular investment strategy. Yep. So, of you know, maybe 10% of the deals that you analyze, you'll write an offer on. Particularly in this market, you're not necessarily going to get the first offer that you write. So once you get a property under contract, then, you know, it's just a function of doing due diligence, getting the property under contract to property closed. So you start at the bottom. My goal is to do one. My goal is to do three this year. Okay, so how many contracts do I need? Okay, so how many deals do I got to analyze to hit my contract goal? So that's the framework. That's the skeleton. The first meeting is identifying what your raw leads are. 
So that is why start now? What is your niche and strategy? And for, and for the record, niche is how you buy it and strategy is what you buy. So niche is flipping, wholesaling, buy and hold. And then strategy would be I buy and hold single family homes. I fix and flip multifamily homes. And then identifying your target market, kind of like we talked about a second ago. Why are you looking in this part of town versus that part of town? Well, because I want this class of tenant. Okay, that makes sense. We don't gotcha. have to do the whole area. And then it's just a function of getting out there, marketing directly to people and making sure your financing is ready to go. Okay, so that's week one. So, so, week one is, so um, yeah, so week one is uh, invest like why start now and then choosing your niche and strategy. Okay, week two slash month two is identifying your target market. And I, I, I spend a little bit of time talking about what's the CRM, the client resource management software. How are you staying in touch with your motivated sellers? Okay, very important systems. Week three is how to find deals and how to fund them. So, you know, we'll usually get Bar or not Barbie. Who, who are the ones from Good Stewart Lending? Wendy and Mark Ross. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. So I'll usually get them to talk about how to finance creatively. Week four is analyze deals on buy and hold. Week five is analyze deals on fix and flip. Six is all about the purchase contract and the inspection period. And that's what we're going to be talking about in May. And then month seven is that investor panel I was talking about. That's, that's perfect. Awesome. So do, do people jump in like on week four, for example, and do you have to like speed them up or can they just keep jump right in and keep going forward? 100% people are definitely jumping in. Obviously, I will tell them, you know, if, they, if they're right in the middle, if they jump in in four or five and, you know, I'm not necessarily going to make them wait three months to, to get to this point. So that's usually like a separate conversation later on in the week. Ideally, they start with one and go all the way to seven, but I don't think I've had a single person do it that way. Okay. Got it. So the good thing is if you if you know absolutely nothing about real estate or absolutely nothing about the Tucson market, you can jump in with your subgroup and take them from week one all the way to week seven. And by the time they graduate, quote unquote, they will be well versed in how to get started, their investor identity, where to find deals, where to get money from, how to do things creatively, how to work with the title company, and then fix and flip the property or come to you to acquire the property, things like that. That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And, 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 and the way that it's working right now, and it's really kind of an unfortunate result of coronavirus is I'm currently the only subgroup that we have here in Tucson right now, which is a real problem because I only want to be work with newbies. Like I need places to send my people. Like you can't use ignorance as an excuse anymore. You know enough to get out there and start doing mm -hmm. it. And I don't, I mean, it's great to see, you know, seasoned people coming in. And I see a lot of seasoned people, you know, depending on the week that will, that will pop in, but the spirit was definitely to, to keep it at the beginner level and then to have other stuff to send them to. Okay. Got it. So you're, so you're saying maybe some other, like how we have fix and flip landlord. So you're saying in Tucson, you think there might be a need for some leaders in that capacity. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and I'm always, and, 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 it, and it helps my presentation a lot to say, we're talking about fix and flipping right now. If you want more in-depth information, there's an entire subgroup that's dedicated to that. So obviously, you know, 
That yeah, and as, and for all the everyone listening, you know, we do have, since everything is hybrid or on Zoom now, you could in your Tucson member, you could still chime in onto the fix and flip or you know, with the more experienced investors as well and get some learn other strategies. But yeah, that's something right there. Like you said, we need people in Tucson as well. So maybe someone will reach out, right? Opportunity yep. out there. I'll help you with whatever you need. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So so what do you what do you find the most intriguing part about being a subgroup leader in Tucson, Patrick? So I'll say that the biggest personal benefit that I've gotten out of it is just consistently wrapping my head around what is the easiest and most straightforward way to get people to understand it. So if you were to come to my subgroups now, you know, I'd like to think it's pretty polished. Like there's a lot of really good information. I talk really freaking fast the entire time to get it all in. It wasn't always like that. You know, this is iteration four, five, six for me. So it's really crystallized, you know, what is the best way, at least so within my ability, based on where I am in the in the world right now, how can I make it clear and impactful and motivating? I want people to leave that saying, you know what, I can do this. And I know the two things, you know, that I need to focus on right now to make sure that I'm moving forward. So, so, you, so the, over time, you mastered it to be clear and impactful. So what, what are some lessons you can give, like someone that's trying to learn right? Like, what do they go through? Obviously, you were able to absorb what they go through and what holds them back, and they might not realize it themselves. So what are some things you could share with someone learning right now? Well, it's all about chunking it down to what's the next actionable step. Mm-hmm. So last, this, this, earlier this month, we talked about fix and flip. I've never fixed and flipped a property in my life. I mm-hmm. got to figure out something to talk about for an hour. But in that slide deck, I had half dozen podcasts you should check out, three or four books you should check out, go to this fix and flip subgroup, you know, here are some more resources. And the way that I like to tackle it is not only what is the next step, but looking a little bit into the philosophy of why this is the next step. Why do flippers actually care about price per square foot? So we went through how an appraisal works and we went through, you can't just flip any property. You have to find something that's already under market value and correct for these two or three different things. And that's how you force value into it. So helping people just kind of wrap their head around it and just say, okay, my next step is, you know, writing offers. I got my goals to write three offers this month. And I love that because you can get overwhelmed, right? Like I want to be, you know, I want to retire from with real estate or I want to get flip my first house. But yeah, once again, chunking it down in bite size and celebrating those bite sized victories and, and so on. So great point, man. Great way to teach. Okay. So before we move on to the next topic, let's stop. Let's hear some of our upcoming updates for the week and for this month where you can attend and be engrossed and immersed in all of the education and information that Azria provides for their members and for guests. So let's take a brief break and we'll be right back with Patrick Allen. A supporter of today's Azria show is Azria Business Associate, Boomerang Capital Partners. They're coined as the best flipping lender providing financing solutions to help fund your next fix and flip project. For more information, visit boomerangcapital.com. Okay, Patrick, we are back. So before we wrap up here, try and tell me or give me a few characteristics that you believe a successful newer investor should have in order to reach that level of success that they're actually trying to obtain. 
So bit of a cliche, but I was thinking about this coming into the meeting and the word is either grit or consistency, depending on how you want to look at it. But I mean, if the question is, what is the one thing that separates successful people from people who just never seem to get anywhere? It's not so much stick to but it is sticking to your process and your goals, even when it doesn't make sense. Even when, you know, like th there are very real consequences to my obsession to get into real estate right now. Like it, it's not even necessarily a good thing for me. I don't necessarily think I'm going to be successful at it. And it makes all the sense in the world to stop. But if you can push through that, you know, there's just, no, there's nothing you're going to find that's going to keep you out of it. Okay. So grit, grit. So guys, you got to have grit. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to sp speak from personal experience. And I'm sure you can too, Mike, is that you get to those points, those low points where you're like, man, I got to close a deal. I got to close a transaction. I got to do something. I'm sitting around and I'm twiddling my fingers. Yes, I'm making phone calls or yes, I got my VAs making phone calls. I'm doing some things, but it's not producing. And you get to that point where you say, man, you know what? I might need to change strategies or change this or something like that. So Mike, can you, can you attest to that? Yeah. You know, grit. You, I, I don't know. And this is something, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good scenario, but you just got to keep at it, man. You know, I have a lot, I have a good story about keeping at it, but just, you know, momentum. Like if you're just, whether you're hitting your head, you're failing, you're, you're succeeding, just always being out there swinging the bat. It's like in our business, it's always about hitting singles and doubles before you hit that home run. So, uh, and it builds momentum and opportunities start to come from that. So you just, yeah, keep focused, keep straight and, and don't worry about the naysayers or whatever it is. So. All right. All right. No. Words of wisdom. So before we sign off here, Patrick, let us know how we can find you. I know we talked about the subgroup. So share us, man, your contact information, how we can find you. When is the subgroup, where we can find a subgroup, how we can reach you azria.org slash calendar. Tucson New Investors, first Monday of every month. My contact information is on every one of the pre-registration forms. So phone number, email, give me a call, shoot me a text. Go into biggerpockets.com, click or network and real estate agents and type in Tucson and I'll be first. And I don't know when you're listening to this, mm -hmm. but I'm still going to be first. And then yeah, call me, text me, reach out. And it's my, it's my full-time job to talk to people about real estate, particularly new investors. And, and if I could say anything real quick, reach out to Patrick because getting, well, he mentioned what's FHA, three and a half percent down, right? If you got W-2, you got a little bit of money saved, you got, you know, you can get get into a rental property right now with very little money and leverage to bank at a very low interest rate right now. And Patrick can walk you through those numbers and, and see if it fits for you. I think it's a great opportunity with where the interest rates are. We'll take a quick break and hear from Molly, who has our calendar of events. Here's a quick update on Azria's upcoming events. On Tuesday, May 25th, we have the Phoenix Real Estate Club networking meeting, the Fix and Flip subgroup on the 26th, Azria Prescott subgroup on the 1st, Income Property Owner subgroup on the 3rd, and on June 4th, we have the Launchpad planning session where you can create your business plan to help you get focused and cut months off of your development cycle. Visit azria.org slash calendar for more information and to register for these events. All right. So you have it there, guys. It's the Azria Show, another successful show. Get out there. If you're in Southern Arizona, connect with Patrick Allen. 
I would spell his name, but you know how to spell it. Patrick Allen, connect with Patrick. That way you guys can learn how to do deals, learn how to structure deals in Tucson. And if you're looking to purchase or looking to sell, that is the go-to person. So again, thank you, Patrick. I appreciate you. Mike appreciates you. Yes, thank you. The residents of Tucson appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing, man, and we'll love to have you back. Much love, guys. Love, Azria. I'll be, I'll be here. Awesome. All right. Sounds Thanks good. Thanks for listening to The Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.